This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Closing things out here on Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason, and I'm going to ask Jeff his reason here because he's going to lay out a maybe unheard of proposition to some Saints fans of what the black and gold may or should try and do with one of their maybe most favorite star on this team right now. Well, yeah, you know, and it's not about, it's not about the player. It's just about the situation you find yourself in. And I think that if you're the Saints and you're staring down the barrel at two and five and you have very, very few options to improve, Right. Like you've seen everybody like you could say you get the players back. You've seen the players, you know, they didn't play well when they were when they were playing. So why would you assume that you get these guys back healthy and all of a sudden you're a team that's not only going to win? Like it's not about whether you can win a few games in order to make the playoffs, which has to be the goal. Or why are you bothering in order to make the playoffs? What would you say you have to get to you have to get to at least eight and nine to have a chance to have a chance nine wins. Right. I don't even know if eight and nine will do it. I don't know. I don't think so either. But just to have a because this is a down year, and you might win this win the NFC South with an eight and nine record. You might. I'm not saying you you will. I'm just right. saying that okay. there there's the slim that. chance even to do that. This team, this two and five football team, will have to go six and four the rest of the way. Oof. Right. I don't know if that's possible. And that's to go eight and nine and to give yourself a slim chance of backing in and like a Seahawks beast quake year level 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 turn around to the point where you get in and maybe surprise somebody like that's what you have to do to get that in order to get to nine wins and go nine and eight and kind of a repeat of last year you need to go seven and three to get to 10 wins to really feel comfortable about it you need to go eight and two this two and five team would have to finish eight and two so like sure could it happen yeah is it is it likely would you bet on it absolutely not right so if you're looking at that and you're saying Okay, this team with an aging defense with players that at best, you know, if you end up having to tear this thing down and rebuild would not survive it. You know, you have to start looking at it. And so who is your best asset that you could potentially trade before the trade deadline, which is November 1st? So even if you go out and beat the Raiders, you're not even 500. You're two games under 500. And that's the last game you're going to see before the trade deadline. 
And you saw what, what the Panthers were able to do with Christian McCaffrey. They sent him to San Francisco. They got a second, a third, and a fourth round pick in the upcoming draft and a fifth round pick in 2024. I wonder if DJ Moore is next over there. Well, right. And so they also traded Robbie Anderson. Obviously, he was kind of a, you know, he's not, I wouldn't call him a star, but, you know, I think that's what you start doing when you were a team in this, in this position with an aging defense and you were paying a lot of money and you have a lot invested in a running back who was 27 years old. So, like, if you do have to tear it down and rebuild, you know, it's not going to be a one year thing. You don't have a first round pick next year. Would Alvin Kamara still be a guy who you trust two years from now? At 29 years old, like running backs typically don't make it past 30 in the NFL, at least not at a high level. So would you, you won't be able to trade him at that point. So I think if you wanted to try to find a way to get assets on this team that you can use to rebuild, you have to start looking at some of these players. And I think Alvin Kamara is the one who would give you the best return if you decided to, to ship him out. Now a team like the Ravens. We're recording this over the weekend. The Ravens find out J.K. Dobbins is having surgery and he's going to be out four to six weeks. They also have Kenyon Drake. I don't know how much they trust Kenyon Drake, but if you're the Ravens and you are deciding whether you have to pay Lamar and this is a season where you feel like you have a chance, would you not be like, okay, yeah, we've had really good experiences with with former Saints running backs. <laughs> we had Latavius Murray in town last year. We signed Mark Ingram as a free agent when he left the Saints. You know, this is a team that also signed, you know, Willie Sneed. They just signed Marcus Williams. They know a lot about the Saints. What if they came in and said, hey, we'll give you a second and third round pick for Alvin Kamara. What do you say? And I, I have a lot of questions about whether this roster can compete already. And you traded your first round pick this upcoming season. You traded your second round pick in 2024. You need to be in asset collection mode. And I think Alvin Kamara makes the most sense. And I would be very receptive to, to, to teams coming and trying to trade for him. I understand where you're going there. But to me, he's just way too important of a piece I'm not going to say your only offensive weapon. Obviously, Chris Olave has shown that he's been an outstanding, you know, pick a rookie for this team. But Kamara is also a guy that is a team leader, someone that I think would be your main captain on offense, considering the issues at quarterback. And I know he gave a a speech to the team after this game in Arizona, trying to rally the guys. And just man, I can't, I can't even fathom what the fan fallout would be. I know the team's not not really caring or thinking about that, but, you know, they got rid of already one guy that the the, the fans loved in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. We see how that's panned out. Didn't really get much in return. I understand the wanting to collect assets. I understand Kamara being a top viable option for that. And even, you know what, adding to that, he's got a suspension that's looming on him, you know, that's maybe not happened this year. It might happen next year, but the person, the player, and what he means to this offense to me is just way too much to even think about dealing off, unless they're going to blow me away with, it ha- it have to be even a first-round pick, which I don't, I don't think a 27-year-old running back would get. It would be a signal that you are not going to be competitive this season, and you are accepting that. And this has been a team that just has never been willing to do that. And so that's why I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just right. making the case for why it should. And that's why, like, that would be you signaling that, yeah, we are not trying to win this season. And the only thing that's really makes that difficult is your own mistake in overestimating your chances to be competitive with this roster. Because if you had your own first round pick, I think you would have already done it. I think you would have been out there side by side with the Panthers and saying, 
okay, would you would you rather CMC or, or AK, right? Well, which one would you want? Because we're right there with you. Because I don't think this team is going to compete. I really don't. You know, they might find a way to fight back closer to 500, and they're going to have every reason to do that, right? This isn't going to be a team that's going to go in the tank because I just don't think that there's value in it. But, you know, if the best thing you can say about this season is it ends up giving you a high second-round pick, that's a problem. And so, you know, you look at a guy like Alvin Kamara. I look at a guy like Cam Jordan. I look at a guy... Tano Passanio is interesting to me, right? Nick Manette is interesting to me. Like, these are all people who might have value to other teams, and you could start to recoup some value, and hopefully, you know, your trip to the bottom is not, is not extended. But I think that it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming, and you just have to kind of live with it. And keep in mind, yeah, like you mentioned, Alvin Kamara has a suspension looming. <laughs> you can kind of get out from under that, and someone is willing to give you assets. To me, that's found money. And I also think to an extent, like, you know, I'm not, I, I love Alvin. Alvin's one of my favorite players. I enjoy sure. covering him. I enjoy watching him play. I want to see him get a chance to succeed. You know, I'm, I'm getting tired of watching him get wasted, his prime get wasted. And that's what's happened the last two seasons. And that's what's going to happen if you just continue to just put him out there, right? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I would actually bet against it happening. But I think that if this team is honest with itself, like, and it's not about assigning blame to anybody. It's about looking in the mirror and being honest about what you see there. And I think if this team is being honest with itself, it is not in this position that it can be competitive, like seriously competitive with the current shape of the roster. And, and I think, you know, anytime you can't say for sure who your starting quarterback is going to be going forward, you should be considering a rebuild. Because until you have that player in place, you don't know. And if you can collect enough assets that maybe the guy you like in next year's draft, which is loaded with quarterbacks, you're able to trade up and go get them because you have a high second round pick and you have a bunch of other pieces that you can throw somewhere and you can get into the minute, minute back of the second round where you were expecting to be picking anyway. I think you have some, something you have to consider. And, you know, you just start dangling names, right? You say, okay, you know, competitive team A, where you are you interested in Alvin? Competitive team B, are you interested in a Cam? You know, competitive team C, are you interested in the David Onyemata? Like some of these veterans who probably wouldn't survive a rebuild. Do you think with like the emergence of Alante Taylor and you also have Paulson Adebo, could Marshawn, another guy from that that Calvin draft class, be on the block? But it's, I mean, it's it's just tough to, to predict where you could go there. But I feel like the Saints have at least some depth at the corner position where they could maybe survive without Marshawn. I'd say that's unlikely. One, because cornerback careers last a lot longer. You know, the, the, the longevity is yeah. there. And you have an elite top-end cornerback. And so I think you hang on to that. Like, where you don't sell off players when you're trying to rebuild is the secondary, in my opinion, and the offensive line. Everything else is on the table. You're not trading young players. You're not trading players on rookie contracts. You know, you're trading skill position players on offense, linebackers on defense. You know, I don't think you're going to trade DeMario, but, you know, that would be kind of in that range where yeah, like, yeah. yeah, okay, a veteran guy who is probably on his last contract and can help a team right now. And that's why the Ravens are interesting to me because that's a team that probably feels like they can go win a Super Bowl with all if they have the pieces. And maybe they will be willing to go all in. Maybe they will be willing to do what the Rams did last year and even look past the fact that Alvin might not be there for the first six games next season. So that's yep. where I'm at. And it's really just, just a matter of saying, okay, this team is not good enough 
it, you either you tear it down now or you just struggle and struggle and hope that you can be a mediocre team for a longer period of time. And I think that's just a recipe for bad things. And it's a recipe to just have this kind of team crumble. But because you're, you're close, right? Like, look at all these veteran pieces that uh, you don't you don't see getting better, right? They're either they're either in their prime or on the back end of their career. They're not ascending. You know, right. you have Chris Olave, you have Alante Taylor. I think Marshawn is still early enough in his career that you're not moving on from him. You have Paulson Adebo. And, and then otherwise, what? A few offensive linemen that you feel okay about? No, and, and safety's been a mess this year. Yeah, and, and I just, I think you you have to, you have to be honest and you have to just, just figure it out. The bigger question to me, it's not, I, I think that that should be a no-brainer. But the bigger question to me is like, if you are rebuilding, do you do it with Dennis Allen or without him? Either way, I think that you need to be smart because if you do not, if you are not proactive about this and this roster kind of crumbles beneath your feet, you could be bad for a long time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, this team hasn't had to experience that for a while, right? They've gone two, almost two decades without having to scrape the bottom of the barrel. I felt like you needed uh, like that lightning and thunder sound effect. As you just said that they could be good for a long, bad for a long time. Yeah. Like you talk about free agents wanting to sign here, you know, no, no free agent wants to go sign with a bad team, right? See, I don't even know if right, you can rebuild right. that way. And we've heard all along, like even a Demar Davis mentioned, like the fact that he came to New Orleans was because he wanted to play with Drew Brees, who was post game in the Saints locker room with his kiddos. I uh, thought it was kind of amusing to see that. I was like, wait a minute, is Drew back? And as no, he was just visiting. Apparently, I obviously not seeing the television. He was in the stands watching the game as well. The Saints were a destination with Drew and Sean Payton. Right now, obviously, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got Jarvis. You know, they got the hometown people coming back, and that's one thing, right? Like, you were able to go get Tyron. You were able to go get, get Jarvis. Um, but, like, that's not a sign that they're a destination. It's just a sign that they want. They were happy to come home. But, yeah, that's that's my thing. You know, again, it's not about Alvin the player. I love Alvin the player. I love Alvin the the person, the personality. But yeah, I mean, business. No, I, I I get what you're saying for sure. It's just really tough to stomach. That's definitely a gut punch if you if you deal Alvin. A huge white flag that you're waving for sure. One hundred percent a gut punch, and it would indicate that he's not the only player that's that would be getting shopped, right? And I don't want to see Cam Jordan play anywhere else either. But you know what I do want to see is. Alvin and Cam get a chance to win a Super Bowl. Fair. So, like, I like it's a gut punch, but it's also like it's a necessary thing at a certain point, right? Like the Falcons traded Matt Ryan this year. You know, like it, like it's something that has to happen. If you are not in position to win, you have to kind of recycle. And that that's and the frustrating part, the biggest point of frustration is the fact that you are already sunk in cost in this season because you don't have that first round pick, which makes the decision to rebuild a minimum of a two-year process because you would also want to set it up so that, you know, like you're not kind of middle of the pack next year. Yeah. And that's the tough part. And it's like, I don't know if the, you know, the, like I had someone respond to me and was like, 
you know, everyone's freaking out about this. And somehow the people think they have the patience to go through a full rebuild. And like, I don't know if they will, like the fan base is going to have a real hard time watching that. And there, there's going to be a real hard time, uh, you know, getting behind Dennis Allen with a full year of watching bad football because the, 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 the fan base isn't going to respect the idea of, you know, this is not a team that's trying to win right now. Not after 16 years of Drew Brees and Sean Payton, where that was never even a thought on the table. And so, like, the question is, would trading Alvin right now be akin to firing your head coach? Because I think it might be. And whether it's it's now or next year, if that's a tough decision to make. And that's why, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not even something they're considering. Because it is so difficult. But the trade deadline is November 1st. You have nine days to decide whether whether this is a team that you want to keep intact. I, you know, if if any, if nothing else, I'm taking calls. Oh, absolutely. I know the phone's always, you know, you always answer the call. Another question, too, is what is the market going to be like for Sean Payton out there about yes. that hope? I know everyone's, you know, wondering, are they going to be able to recoup a first-round pick if the Saints are able to deal him? And it's obviously going to come down to that demand and how many teams get into like that quote unquote bidding war for Sean services. As that's much as I thought like Denver could be a destination, they don't even have a first round pick to offer up. Yeah. I mean, so that's, yeah, that's obviously part of the equation too. It's like what can be offered versus yeah. what people are willing to offer. But yeah, I think that's probably part of the equation, right? If you were still trying to hang on to an Alvin, but like, again, you know, Alvin's 27 years old. Cam is in his thirties. Demario's in his thirties. You know, these are tough ages to, suddenly be like maybe two years from now we'll we'll be back you know yeah. and you, you can't ask veterans to go through that right that's that's kind of my thing it's like i think you are doing a player a disservice if you are not looking to put them in a better situation when you are not honestly feeling like you can compete at a high level with the roster there right and as a fan you shouldn't want to see alvin Kamara's career or, or best years end on a six and 11 team fantasy football owners would agree with you right now <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> you know please get him like, out of there you're not even putting him in position to put up big numbers and and if we're being honest the part of this is like i don't know if Jameis is the guy right at best you know he he might be the bridge he might come out and come in and ball out and do whatever but even if that's the case you're kidding yourself if you think that the pairing of Jameis winston and alvin Kamara is optimal because no. it's absolutely not. It is absolutely not. Jameis needs to be with a guy like Leonard Fournette. You know, he needs to be with a guy like Derrick Henry, a guy whose best attribute is not catching the football, right? Like he needs someone who's going to get positive yards on first down, which which Alvin can be. Alvin can be that guy, but you're foregoing his best skill set by not throwing him the ball. And so even, even if Jameis is your guy long term, you know, I think that Alvin doesn't make sense in that scenario. That's a huge question too. I, I know a lot of people don't believe that the saints future quarterback is obviously in the building right now. And I, I find it hard to disagree with that. Right. And if he's not, that means that, you know, there's a chance you trade for a guy. There's a chance you sign a guy, but more sure. likely you're trying to try to add that guy in the draft. And if that's the case, then you're not a year away. You're two years away because rookie quarterbacks do not compete at a high level in the NFL. That's just, you know, it's, it's in incredibly rare to see a rookie come in, a rookie quarterback come in, and be elite in his first year. Right. Even like a guy like Mahomes didn't start right away. A guy like 
Aaron Rodgers didn't start right away. Tom Brady obviously did start in his rookie season, and he's probably the exception to that rule. The exception for everything. Yeah, I mean, well, and he'd still, even he didn't start to begin the season. He came right. in midway through after an injury. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was a guy who played pretty well right away. Eli Manning struggled. At, I think Peyton Manning had a really rough rookie season. So, like, all that kind of adds up to a 27-year-old running back on a roster that's not ready to compete should not be there. It took a team doctor for the Chargers to get Herbert in right. with that with that uh, that miss that's unfortunate ribbing or punctured rib that they, they get to Tyrod Taylor. That I think he punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Lung, that was it. And right, he right, right. Shot. Yeah, he must have that's been a big cool. Justin Herbert fan. <laughs> right, exactly. I got to get him in. Anyway, but that's it. That's that's that for me. Like I don't. I'm not going to harp on this anymore. Beyond like I'm I'm on record. I'm saying that. If the Saints are are being honest with themselves, they should it be shopping should be Alvin Kamara. Right. And I understand the arguments not to. I understand everyone loves Alvin, and I understand that trading him would be a, as you put it, a great term for it, it would be a gut punch to Saints fans who are still holding out hope that, you know, there could be this wild turnaround. And, you know, maybe if, if Jameis comes back in week eight and this offense clicks and everything looks perfect, and you beat the Raiders and you have some optimism, you maybe that maybe that changes. But as of right now, after what we've seen and how how hard this team has struggled and struggled in ways that you did not anticipate with the defense not being able to stop the run and not being able to force turnovers and all this, you know, it's hard to see that. And so this is this is my gloomy take. If you can get a second round pick and whatever else for Alvin Kamara right now, I'm taking it. I think that's been maybe the, the biggest disappointment this year. I don't think it's so much the offensive ineptness or even the turnovers is, is the fact that this defense has just not lived up to the billing on any way, shape, or form and just seems to be – it got old really quick, uh, honestly. And uh, I think maybe the underestimation of how much this team would miss – Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins in the in the safety group because Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, they ain't it right now. They ain't living up to the hype at all. No, and you don't have young players. And that's the frustration for me is you don't have young players that could potentially step in and get a chance at some of these positions, right? Like obviously you have cornerback, you have defensive line, you have wide receiver, but you know, there's no young safety that you're like, oh, let's see what he's got, right? How about that there's guy, no- Bob Bell? Oh, wait a minute. Right. There's no young running back. Who, that's that's honestly the biggest reason that it's going to be annoying if they trade Alvin Kamara because it's not like you have a young running back that you can say, oh, let's see what they got. You have Mark Ingram, Dwayne Washington, you know, maybe Kirk Merritt. Maybe they finally give Kirk Merritt a chance. But even then, that's like you would wish they had spent like a fifth or sixth round pick on a running back, you know, who might be able to step in. But you just don't have that, you know. And and that's like maybe you bring Abram Smith back. Maybe you do all these sorts of things, but. It's going to be painful if it has to happen, but you know, at a certain point, you just got to bite the bullet, and I think that's where the Saints are right now. You're ready to rip the Band-Aid off, huh? I am. I am. I'm ready to be a Pelicans fan. Ouch. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're looking great right now. Stars. And I'm excited about it. Knowing the fact that you can see with that team, the unity, the bond, they look like a, a group that's, that's played together this whole summer and was just hanging out, getting ready for this season. So Yeah, yeah they look, look like I wish the Saints looked right now. 
I wish they looked like they had that kind of energy and cohesiveness with each other. Exactly, exactly. And that that's what has me feeling so glum. But anyways, this has been a fun podcast, hasn't it? I hope you I hope you leave this feeling like everything's going to get better. Because <laughs> that's that's definitely how I feel. I, th- I think that's, that's what my point boils down to, is I think everything's ready to turn around. But all right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Inside Black and Gold. We are getting back onto a normal schedule. We'll be back at it with an episode on Wednesday, another episode on Friday, previewing the Raiders. Thanks to everyone who joined us and listened. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, give us a review. And uh, yeah, you know, who believes in miracles? <laughs> Stay positive, who that's Peace. <laughs>